Hey there, you are listening to the Motherhood Elevated Podcast. I'm your host, Annette Jones, and this is episode number 44, How to Believe New Things. You are listening to the Motherhood Elevated Podcast for women who want to find clarity of mind, create lasting emotional well-being and confidence, and achieve amazing potential. Come with me. This will be fun. everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I think when I put out my last episode, we were just getting ready to start a new school year. And now just a few weeks later, it feels like we've been doing this forever. We've got some good routines. Um, Everyone's kind of settled back into their schedules. And now we're just waiting for some nice fall weather, I guess. We've kind of had a little heat wave here, but hopefully we'll be getting some relief from that soon. So today I want to talk to you about believing new things. And so much of the work I do with coaching is helping my clients not to just, you know, identify the thoughts and beliefs that are keeping them stuck, but to also help them change those thoughts and beliefs. And this sounds simple enough, but believing new things isn't something that just comes easily to most of us. It's actually a choice and a skill that we can use to go from just kind of living our lives in autopilot and accepting every thought or belief our brains offer to us to really becoming intentional about the things we want to think and believe. And why is this so important? Because our thoughts and our beliefs so deeply affect the experience that we have in this life. They affect the quality of our lives, the quality of our relationships. They affect the goals we set and achieve. Um, They affect how we treat other people, how we feel about ourselves. In short, our thoughts and beliefs determine how we feel, what we do, and what we are getting out of our lives. There's a quote I ran across once that says, the second half of a man's life is made up, made up of nothing but the habits he has acquired during the first half. And I have seen this in myself and many of my clients. I, in fact, I talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but many of us reach um, midlife, which I don't really know if there's an exact age range for that, that term, but I've heard it defined as a time when there's kind of this dip in satisfaction with our lives. And some people reach this phase of life, which is you know, somewhat very natural and predictable and think that the way to solve for this dissatisfaction or restlessness or any other emotional discomfort they're feeling is by kind of numbing it or distracting from it. And we distract ourselves with all kinds of things, right? Food, shopping, vacations, houses, entertainment, just general busyness. The list could go on and on. And we pursue these things thinking that they will be the answer to our problems all the while neglecting the things that would really make our lives more meaningful and create true joy. So in coaching, we kind of dive into the real cause of this emotional pain. And many times um, we come to realize that the habits and patterns of thinking and the core beliefs that we developed during the first half of our lives aren't really serving us now. Some of the beliefs and patterns that helped us feel safe as kids are the very things that sabotage our health, our relationships, our success, our peace, our confidence, and our happiness as adults. And Brene Brown talks a lot about this, about how the second half of life is all about kind of unwinding the habits of thinking and beliefs that are keeping you stuck and preventing you from living a life of authenticity and fulfillment and real joy. And so coaching is one of the best ways I know of to help you, first of all, become aware of those negative limiting thoughts and beliefs and not just cope with them, but to actually change them. 
And there's a difference there. To cope means to deal with or try to overcome. And to change means to make radically different or to transform. So learning how to cope with your thinking will help you survive. And learning the skill of changing your thinking is going to help you thrive in your life. So what habits are you hanging on to that are keeping you from living the life that you want to live? I think as humans, we all want to believe new things about ourselves. We want um, to believe in our capacity to set and achieve goals. We want to believe that we can build healthy relationships. We want to believe that we are worthy and valuable and important and loved. But we don't always have evidence for these new beliefs, right? Just the fact that it's a new belief means that it's something we haven't believed before. It means we can't draw from our past experience to find evidence to prove that belief true. And sometimes, actually, Most of the time, believing something new about yourself takes faith. And faith is believing in something, moving forward, trusting, taking continual action, even when you don't have any reason to, even though you don't have any evidence that what you're doing is, quote, working. So one story from the Book of Mormon that illustrates this concept really well is when Nephi and his brothers were sent back to get the plates of brass from Laban. Nephi's response to his father when he was asked to go back was full of faith. He said, I will go and do what the Lord has commanded. For I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men, save he shall provide a way for them that they may accomplish the thing which he commandeth them. And so he and his brothers set off. And as the story goes, this was not an easy task for them. They were refused and rejected. They lost their very precious and valuable belongings in an attempt to barter with Laban. And even their lives were threatened. And yet Nephi, even though all of his plans were failing, even his brothers had turned against him, everything seemed to be going terribly wrong. He kept taking action. He kept trying. He kept moving forward with faith that he could accomplish the thing that God had sent him to do. And if you know this story, you know that because of his faith, Nephi received power. He received specific help and instruction from God and even abilities beyond his own to achieve what he had set out to do. And I just love this story. I think it's at the beginning of the Book of Mormon of that book of scripture for a reason, because it shows the power that faith can bring into our lives when we don't give up, when we keep believing in ourselves and in God, even when we don't feel like we have a lot of reason to. So what do you want to believe? Do you want to believe you are valuable and important? Do you want to believe that you're doing a good job as a mom? Do you want to believe that you can acquire a new skill or achieve a goal that seems out of reach? Do you want to believe that you have gifts and talents and skills that are worthwhile and that you have something to contribute to the world? Do you want to believe that you and your husband are actually a perfect match for each other (laughs) and that you can create a happier, more fulfilling marriage? Do you want to believe that you can have a more clean and organized home or that you are capable of improving your health and feeling better physically? Do you want to believe that you have good things to look forward to in your future? That the years ahead of you will be even better than the ones you're leaving behind? Or do you want to believe that you can come through this current challenge you're facing that right now just feels impossible and that you and the other people involved are all going to be okay and that you can come out on the other side even stronger and more resilient? Today, I'm going to give you three things to keep in mind that will hopefully be of some help to you as you try to build these new beliefs, trying to believe new things about yourself and your life. Okay, ready? Number one, remember that belief is always a choice. 
When you first decide you want to believe something new, your brain is most likely going to reject it and give you some version of, well, that's obviously not true, or there's no way I can believe that. But did you know that believing something is a choice? You can believe anything you want to believe. How do we know this? Because there are some people in the world who wholeheartedly believe some pretty crazy things, right? And there are people who think we believe some pretty crazy things. It's all a choice. In fact, Alma, going back to the Book of Mormon, describes it this way when he's talking about faith. He says, If you will awake and arouse your faculties, even to an experiment upon my words, and exercise a particle of faith, yea, even if ye can no more than desire to believe. Let this desire work in you, even until you believe in a manner that you can give place for a portion of my words. So the first step in creating a new belief is simply having the desire to believe it. I once worked with a client who was just really struggling and she had so much self-doubt, so much insecurity, and she was really pretty miserable. And, you know, we talk about being stuck in a victim mentality and she was one of the most extreme cases that I've seen of this. And she was actually getting a lot of attention because of her emotional issues. And it was, it was interesting because even though it wasn't really positive attention, it was more, you know, attention out of pity and that people were checking in on her and worrying about her, she thought this attention was giving her the validation that she wanted. But the interesting thing was that it never really worked. No matter what anyone did or said, it was never enough. So she knew she was miserable, and on some level she could see that she was kind of keeping herself stuck there. But she was so afraid to believe something new. She was so afraid to let go of her insecurity and you know all the emotional issues um, because then she realized that if she let that all go, she'd be fine. And if she was fine, then she figured everybody would just forget about her. And it was so interesting to see that logically, she knew staying in her old belief system was hurting her. But it was also very comfortable. And on some level, it was working for her because people were paying attention to her. And to her, you know, the reason to keep things the same was more compelling at that time of her life than the reason to change and believe new things. And sometimes that happens, right? Sometimes we don't want to change. Sometimes we aren't ready to change. I see this a lot, actually, with teenagers. I get a lot of requests um, to work with teens because their parents, you know, hear these, these principles and tools and concepts and they just love them and think, this is exactly what my kid needs to hear. And actually, I have had some you know, really fun and inspiring and just great experiences watching teenagers take this work and apply it in their lives. Um, they've overcome some really amazing things. But I've also seen teenagers and some adults who aren't quite ready to believe new things. And that's totally okay. Tony Robbins once said that change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. And that is so true. Until we're really done with where we are, we're not gonna have a lot of motivation to make changes, including believing new things. And it's kind of different for everybody. It's a process for everyone. But just know that when you're ready, when you have the desire, you can do it. And that believing new things really is a choice. Okay, the second thing I want to offer you is that when you decide, when you do decide that you want to believe something new, you have to spend time in belief. You have to practice believing it what you practice is going to grow stronger. 
And so when you find a new thought you'd like to start believing, again, your brain is going to resist and it's going to take intentional effort to overcome that resistance and stick with that belief. Just like Nephi, right? I wonder how much resistance he had when everything seemed to be falling apart. But he didn't give up. He kept believing even though the odds were seemingly stacked against him. So when you start out with your new belief, you're probably still going to be spending more time in unbelief than in belief. You're going to believe um, the new thought a little bit and the old thought probably a lot because that's the one you've had the most practice with, right? But over time, as you practice thinking the new thought and even letting yourself feel the truth of that in your body, that old belief will begin to diminish and the new belief will start to take hold. I love this metaphor that one of my coaches shared with me one time about your old beliefs being compared to living in a cave. And even though the cave is dark and full of rocks and has a dirt floor, it's kind of comfortable and kind of cozy in there because it's familiar. It's where, you know, you've been living for a long time after all. But then one day we're introduced to a new belief, which is kind of like walking into a brand new house. And this house is beautiful, has all the upgrades, nice new appliances, gorgeous furniture. It's light and bright and just feels amazing. And we step out of our cave into this new house and immediately think, oh, wait, I don't really belong here. This is out of my comfort zone. I need to get back to my cozy little cave. And that's how uncomfortable believing new things can be. Logically, we can see that, of course, we want that nice, bright, spacious house, right? Not the dark, cramped cave, but it's a little scary because we've never lived there before. And maybe we think that's just not for us, right? And so we start small. We start to spend a little time in the new house. Maybe the first day, we just go and sit in the front room for a few minutes. Then the next day, we go and we venture into the kitchen. And then the next day, maybe we take some clothes to put in the closet. And the next day, maybe we even bring a toothbrush and some shampoo. And so the more time you go and spend in that new house, the more it starts to feel like home. And pretty soon that old cave is gonna start seeming a little restrictive and claustrophobic, right? Doesn't really serve us anymore. And pretty soon you'll find that you're spending all of your time in this new house or in that new belief. And you realize that it serves you and those that you love so much better. So in order to make this work, you have to get intentional about practicing your new beliefs. Be specific, set a timer and tell yourself, okay, for the next 30 minutes, I'm going to practice believing this new thing. I'm going to suspend my doubts, summon my faith and believe that this is true. Feel that this is true and live like this is true. And when the time is up, you can give yourself permission to doubt all you want again, but it's really important to spend that intentional time believing. And then maybe you gradually extend that time to an hour and then maybe to an entire morning. And eventually you'll find that that belief has come to feel much more natural to you. Okay, this brings us to tip number three. Don't make a big deal out of your disbelief. Your doubts are actually not a problem. When you are doing the work of retraining your brain, guess what? It's not going to be this easy, one-time, seamless process. It's going to be a little messy. Some days it's going to feel like you are taking one step forward and two steps back, but don't let this discourage you. This is the work. It happens to all of us. And while some beliefs are easier to accept and transition into than others, 
they're all going to take some time and effort. So don't be hard on yourself when you slip you know, back into disbelief. It's kind of like when you're potty training your kids. We know that it's totally expected and natural that there are going to be accidents, right? There are going to be setbacks, but we don't give up and make those accidents mean that we should just stop and keep them in a diaper forever, right? We teach our kids, we correct them, we help them see what to do differently next time, and we keep trying. This process takes time and patience, but in the end, we know that it will be worth it. So we keep going, we don't quit. So when you find yourself slipping into the old thoughts and beliefs, um, you don't need to get upset. You can catch your brain, you can correct it, you can tell it, oh no, we don't believe that anymore, remember? (laughs) And then direct it to what you want to think. And eventually your brain is going to get more accustomed to that new belief and it will become more automatic and natural to you. So I just want to remind you that a belief is just a thought we accept and think over and over again. I shared a quote from Byron Katie in the last episode that I'll repeat here again, just because it's so good. She said, a thought is harmless unless we believe it. It's not our thoughts, but our attachment to our thoughts that causes suffering. Attaching to a thought means believing that it's true without inquiring. A belief is a thought we've been attaching to for years. So remember, belief is a choice. You get to choose the thoughts you attach to and believe. And getting intentional about the beliefs you let into your life has a huge impact on how you experience your own life and how you interact with and influence others along the way. So use your agency. (laughs) That's what it's there for. All right, that's all I have for you today. If you love learning this stuff and would like to know how to better apply it and make it a reality in your own life, coaching is for you. I've got a 12-week program right now that is specifically designed to help you take control of your beliefs and your life and make the next chapter of your story the very best one yet. If you have questions, you can come find me on Instagram at Annette Jones Coaching or just go to my website, AnnetteJonesLifeCoaching.com where you can get more information and find other resources. So please don't be afraid to reach out. I love hearing from you. Thank you again for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you back here soon. If you like what you hear on this podcast and would like to learn more, I invite you to go to my website at AnnetteJonesLifeCoaching.com. There you can sign up for a free mini session where I'll help you see how the tools I teach on this podcast can be applied directly to your own personal challenges. You can also find information on classes I teach and get on my email list for a weekly dose of inspiration straight to your inbox. Again, that's AnnetteJonesLifeCoaching.com. I'll see you there.